She's Tori. And he's Nick. And this is I Want to Rewatch. An X-Files adjacent podcast. Scooby-Doo, where are you? Season two. Episode one, Nowhere to Hide. In this episode, as the gang drive home from the malt shop, they discover the ghost of Mr. Hyde in the back of the mystery machine. They follow him through a marsh into a spooky house. The house turns out to be the home of Dr. Jekyll, who is the great-grandson of the original Dr. Jekyll, and he confesses that he fears he may be transforming into the ghost of Hyde. I'm not sure that's how ghosts work. I actually have a lot of questions about how ghosts work in this episode. Okay. Glad it's not just me. No. Okay. Its original air date is Saturday, September 12th, 1970. So then we have the opening sequence, but this is season two. So the opening sequence has some changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's changed a lot. Yeah, notably the big change, I think, for most people. I mean, there are some definite visual changes as well. Is that while it's the same theme song, it's not the same person singing the theme song. Mm-hmm. And um, I prefer the first season's theme song. I'll, we'll just say that. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, the new recording is by Arthur Roberts. His real name is George A. Robertson Jr., but he goes by Arthur Roberts for his professional stuff. He is the one, season two, we've talked about it many times. Season two is where we start getting the chase scenes in the episodes that have a musical interlude. And he sings all of those songs. And I think that's probably why they had him record the introduction, because that way it matches. But I still prefer the original one, which mm-hmm. thankfully Supernatural used and didn't use this version. So yay. Yay. Larry Marks sang the original version. And also, he's going for like a monkey's vibe on this version. He's definitely doing an affectation of like a British kind of thing. He's not British, so... And when he does the chase scenes, there's no like British affectation kind of thing going on. But for some reason, they did it for the opening theme. And I just, I don't like it. So, yeah. Yeah, when I turned it on and I was like, it's totally different. And I'm like, whoa, (laughs) it's just a little jarring because we've just been watching it so much. And then all of a sudden it's like a different singer and a different arrangement. And you're just like, whoa. Especially when he does the little, get a shiva. It's like, oh, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, it's like, stop. I mean, it's not terrible, but it's, I definitely prefer the first version. Yeah. And it's definitely a, a big change. Yeah. And then the other big thing that we see, like, possibly even before the music starts, is that the house is different. Yeah. We have a new, cleaner, almost, I would say, more modern looking animation house as our background. I think it's actually kind of based on Colonel Sanders' house from the 16th episode of season one, which is also the supernatural crossover. Cause it looks a lot more like that house than it does the Kingston mansion, which is what the one is used for the first season one. Mm-hmm. So speaking of that, a lot of the animation in the opening is the same, but they do replace some parts with stuff from season two to give us like some, some clues about our villains that are going to be season two villains. And one of those is actually the scene with Elias Kingston. So where the bookcase opens, and Elias Kingston comes out as the gang walks by, the bookcase still opens, and we see Elias Kingston's hand, but then it cuts, and we get the ghost of Hyde, who's the one in this episode. 
And then we get a new Scooby-Doo scared face right after Fred falls back into the bookcase. And that then also leads into another new piece of footage, which they replace the Phantom of Haunted Isle with these Chinese ghost zombies actually going to be in the second episode. Mm -hmm. The witch doctor from the dog napper episode is replaced by this golden lion mask, which also is part of the second episode. When Shaggy is skating and then crashes into the bathtub and get a shower, he skates, but then when they cut to where he crashes, he's actually in like an alley with some garbage cans and Scooby-Doo's in there too. They're all covered in trash and got trash cans on their head and stuff. Captain Cutler's ghost diver is replaced by the creeper. Um, when Scooby's in the barrel and he runs up to Charlie the robot and then looks up to Charlie the robot. So that scene is still there, except for when he looks up, he doesn't see Charlie the robot's face. He sees the, I'm going to call him the Tiki witch doctor because he's called the witch doctor, but he's not the witch doctor from season one. He's the Tiki witch doctor from season two. And then instead of an image of the black knight coming at everybody, we get an image again from the next episode of like a Chinese parade lion dragon thing, you know? And then for the clothes, instead of Scooby-Doo licking off all the cotton candy off his face, we actually get him popping up out of a manhole cover wearing a caveman mask. Spoiler much, guys. Come on. Anyway. And then he scares himself when he pulls the mask off. So so some, <laughs> some substantial changes. A lot of old footage. But then also they just kind of cut in new footage as well. So yeah. Even as a little kid, when I'd be watching Scooby-Doo reruns, I don't know that I actually noticed the song difference as a kid. I probably did. I don't know how you couldn't, but maybe I didn't. But if I saw like Mr. Hyde or I saw like the Tiki Witch Doctor in the opening credits, I was like, oh, it's one of like I prefer the season one episodes. <laughs> and so I would all be like, oh, it's one of these. OK, fine. So but yeah, just I don't know how much foreshadowing I'm doing. But uh, yeah. So. <laughs> but then we get the episode title card after that. And it's the same animation that we had in season one where they're running and then we get the nowhere to hide above the top and the same sting music, the same background. All that. So that's all the same as it was before. So, and in a change, because I just talked a lot about the opening credits, <laughs> Tori is actually going to do our opening scene because my Ooh. mouth is tired. Exciting. Exciting. So it's nighttime in the city and we close in on a particular skyscraper. And inside is a display of the Movart collection of rare jewels. And there are display cases filled with sparkling jewelry. And we focus on this particular necklace in a standalone case and a shadow appears on the wall. And then the camera pans to reveal the origin of the shadow. It's a leering green-faced ghoul in a hat and coat. It has bulbous eyes that shift back and forth and its lips curl into a smile. And from outside the building, we see that the figure is actually standing on a ledge outside the window, and then it slides open the window and leaps into the building. Mm. And in the showroom, the figure removes the necklace from its case and holds it up. And then he leaves the way he came and scales down the side of the building. And as he nears the street, he laughs that ghoulish laugh, you know, which is (laughs) a very Scooby-Doo villain thing Mm. to do is to laugh (laughs) like that, which of course... Is not a smart thing to do when you're committing a robbery because then a security guard nearby like hears the laugh and he turns around and he's like, oh, the ghost of Hyde. And he blows his whistle because I guess he's alerting other security in the area. And the figure we now know is the ghost of Hyde escapes down an alley, clutching the necklace and laughing maniacally because he wants to get caught, I think. Yes, gooey do villains cannot help but laugh. But no, 
constantly at yeah. everything. No, it's not that funny, guys. What's up? <laughs> so then we're outside the malt shop, which has been renovated since last season, at least on the outside. Different sign and all kinds of stuff. There are several vehicles in the parking lot, including the mystery machine. You knew they were going to be there. The ghost of Hyde approaches the mystery machine and he opens one of the rear doors and he climbs inside laughing, of course, because as we said, Scooby-Doo villains are nothing if not full of laughter. So but yeah, the gang doesn't lock their van. So Mr. Hyde just like climbs in, jumps in the back. Yeah. And then inside the malt shop, we see the gang is seated in a booth and they've just had five ice cream sundaes delivered. And the waiter is like, Fred, how was the magic show at the high school? And Fred is like, terrific. And Velma's like, these double fudge sundaes are terrific too. And then Shaggy's all like, with a pickle on top, because Shaggy's has a pickle on top and everyone else has cherries on top. Although, to be honest, the pickle looks a lot like a jalapeno. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So Scooby then announces that he wants to do a magic trick and he's holding the napkin in each of his hands. And Shaggy's like, you want to do a magic trick? Okay. And so Scooby covers his and Shaggy's sundae with the napkins and then he wriggles his fingers and he's all, Rokus, Brokus. And then he pulls back the napkins and reveals a quadruple fudge sundae with a pickle on top in his dish. And Shaggy's dish is sad and empty. And Shaggy is like, what? What kind of trick is this? And then Scooby sticks a spoon into the sundae and then hits it. And it launches the entire quadruple sundae up in the air and then into his mouth. And he eats it. And Velma's like, that was the vanishing ice cream trick. Shaggy says next time Scooby-Doo tries that, he's going to pull the vanishing Scooby trick. But then Scooby <laughs> slides up to him, puts his arm around him, is like, oh, oh, and snuggles up against him. And then everyone laughs. And then Shaggy kind of starts to smile because he still loves Scooby. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't be very happy if someone did that to my ice cream. <laughs> but my ice cream. I mean, although you're still at the restaurant, you could just, I guess, order another one. But Yeah, or you could steal like Fred. That's the thing. Shaggy and Scooby never steal from Fred, Daphne, or Velma. They only steal from each other. Yeah. Well, they probably know. The gang's probably... Just- like set the rules they're like you do that you're walking home we're not we're We're not not playing that game we'll never get to eat anything (laughs) so later the gang is leaving and fred's like it's time to head home and shaggy agrees he wants to catch the early late show tonight they're playing i was a teenage blob and as fred drives velma tells shaggy she actually saw that one it's corny and from inside the back of the van, we see the gang is all sitting up front and Scooby's kind of in the back looking over the seat. And Velma tells Shaggy that the blob would hide in the back of people's cars and wait for its victims. And then she does an impression of the blob's laugh. Meanwhile, on the floor of the van behind Scooby, we see the ghost of Hyde peek out from under the blanket. <gasps> it's like art imitating life. Yeah. Or would that be life imitating art? I don't know. Yeah. And then we see the mystery machine is driving through what looks like a foggy swamp. And Daphne says that the creepy shortcut Freddie is taking is giving her the chills. And Shaggy's like, me too. And Fred's like, yeah, that's because the heater's broken. <laughs> Cannot cut your driver through the swamp or anything, Fred. Yeah, I thought that was really funny for some reason. <laughs> and Velma asks Scooby to go ahead and get the beach blanket from the back so they can all cuddle up under it. So Scooby grabs the blanket and reveals the ghost of Hyde who's hiding under it. And Scooby at first is like, oh, excuse me. Like, you know, sorry, I pulled the blanket off you. But then he realizes what he saw and he throws the blanket back over Hyde and he runs over to the front seat yipping. Yeah, dude. Where do they live? Like, wh- and what's the deal with Fred taking shortcuts to the swamp all the time? Like, how far <sighs> do they live from the malt shop? It can't be that far. And like, I feel like 
the shortcut can't be that much shorter. Like, there's got to be a good road. Yeah, and like, there's a swamp right by Coolsville. I, I don't know. I don't know. In the next episode, they're in San Francisco, so oh, they take a field trip. So yeah, I mean, they you know they've been to California. They've obviously been like up north near the border when they went skiing. So they were near like pirate town, like which would normally be the East Coast if you're talking about pirates and all that kind of stuff in the old yeah. days. So I don't know. Well, they Instead, get around. I want to see the map. I want to see the map. <laughs> the mystery map. machine has a lot of miles on it. So yeah, and then we had we had the the cliff dwellings in the desert and yeah. So Scooby pantomimes that a monster is in the back of the van, but Velma thinks he's just had too much ice cream. But then the ghost of Hyde laughs his laugh, and then we hear like we're focusing on the ghost of Hyde, and he's all hoo ha ha ha, and we just hear like near all the brakes, and then we get a shot from the front of the van, and Hyde is like looming over everybody from behind the van, and because the mission machine stopped now, and this gang is just all like a ghost, and like the doors fly open, and they just all run out of the van, leaving Hyde like in the van. Yeah, it's so funny to me that they just their first thing is it's a ghost like yeah. this is one of the ghost problems i have because like i don't know why you would assume that person is a ghost except that he's green i don't know anyway yeah not just like it oh there's weird. a monster or something or like there's a man. person in the back of my van. i don't know it's just that they leap to ghost is weird yeah. to me well it's kind of like in the like a gaggle of galloping ghosts and we had like we actually air quoted ghost in the summary because it's like dracula and the wolfman and frankenstein but they keep calling them ghosts all the time like they're the ghosts of Dracula and the Wolfman and the Frankenstein monster. So, yeah, yeah it's, like it's weird. Ghosts. Yeah. Anyway, so they all ditch the van. And then from behind a log, they watch as Hyde exits the van and then runs away, laughing all the way and disappearing into the foggy marsh. Velma's like, Did you see his face? And then she says, It was the ghost of Mr. Hyde. And Daphne's like, You mean that creepy jewel thief that has been scaring everybody in town? And Velma's like, That's the one. And Shaggy wonders what Hyde was doing hiding in the mystery machine. So you know what Fred's going to say. It's only one way to find <laughs> out. We need to follow him. Oh, no. They never just get to go home. Be like, okay, going to bed. We'll figure that out later. Yeah. I guess ghost. one other change we should mention is that Daphne is a different voice actor. Oh, I thought she sounded a little different, but I didn't really, yes. it didn't really click. Yeah, so Heather North is the new voice actor for Daphne. She takes over here in season two, so in 1970. And she actually does the voice of Daphne like all the way through 2003. So yes. I haven't checked exactly. Uh, Casey Kasem probably beats her, but then that means she's probably like the number three person of like doing like the voice of a character in Scooby Doo the longest because yeah, obviously Frank Welker's been doing Fred since forever and still does. right. <laughs> and then Casey Kasem passed away, and then someone else is doing Daphne now. But I think so. She's probably number three as far as like voice acting in Scooby Doo goes. So yeah, no, that's a long run to voice because unfortunately character. Don Messick died. And yeah, so Frank Welker took over for Scooby Doo on that, but mm-hmm. yeah. So in the middle of the marsh. Hyde enters a spooky looking mansion and there's the required lightning strike, of course, because it's spooky. Got to have the lightning. Mm-hmm. And Hyde looks back and he laughs as he enters because, again, hilarious. And from behind some bushes, Daphne basically says what we just saw. She's like, he went into that spooky looking old house. And Shaggy's like, they always do. Yeah. Shaggy's and, got it down now. He knows the script. Yeah, he does. He does. And Fred says they should see if there's a back way into the house. 
So they go to the back door and we see the gang standing on a low porch. And Daphne's like, oh, hey, the back door is unlocked. And so she turns the knob. But as she opens the door, the entire porch drops away and the gang falls into the opening. Because <gasps> it's actually a trap door. Whoa. Big trap door, too. Look yeah, it's a porch. whole porch trap door. It's a very yeah. elaborate trap. Yeah. Not a very deep trap, though, because we see after they fall, we cut to them all laying down. They've landed on like ratty looking mattress. And they're like, oh, oh, ah, oh, like they fell like a long way. But actually, like the trap door is like right above them. It's probably like if Shaggy stood up, he probably head would be sticking through the hole. So right. not that big. It's got a very low ceiling basement, apparently. But then they look around and they realize they've landed, as Velma says, right in the middle of a mad scientist type laboratory. Daphne's like, it must belong to the ghost of Hyde. Daphne's all about the obvious in this episode. Yeah, she's she's a little Captain Obvious here. It's okay. Somebody needs yeah. to be, I guess. Yeah. So then a door opens and they all run and hide. But then this very boring looking scientist guy comes walking in, but he's carrying that necklace that we saw the ghost of Hyde steal earlier. And then Velma's like, that's not Hyde, like out loud. <laughs> and so then obviously the guy realizes they're all there. But he's like, what are you kids doing here? He's very matter of fact and like not surprised at all. And then Daphne's like, would you believe we're looking for a ghost? And then we get our commercial. Yeah, no one is being like subtle <laughs> or stealthy at all in this episode. Like the ghost of Hyde was cackling, alerted security. And Velma's just like, that's not Hyde to this guy who walks into his basement. Yeah, they all hide, but like, then she's like, she just can't keep it inside. She's so no. surprised that it's not the ghost of Hyde. Yeah. So then we come back and we get an establishing shot of the spooky mansion and we get the requisite lightning strike. And then inside Fred is finishing the story that he obviously has been telling the guy. And it's like, and that's how we ended up in your lab, Dr. Jekyll. So we learned this guy is Dr. Jekyll. And Shaggy, who has obviously never read a book or seen any of the movies, says, boy, they sure are glad you didn't turn out to be Mr. Hyde. And Scooby's <laughs> like, Yeah. But then Dr. Jekyll drops a, well, actually, and tells him that he's not so sure that he's not the ghost. And then, not sure that's how ghosts work. So No, I don't think that's how ghosts work. Like, you can turn into Mr. Hyde. I don't know how you would turn into the ghost, ghost of, Mr. of Mr. Hyde. Unless you died and then came back to life every time. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's just tricky. Also, Dr. Jekyll's character model could easily be like a Dr. Bruce Banner, like in a Hulk animated cartoon. So he's kind of got. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Maybe a little bit older on the older end, but actually it looks a lot like the original comic by Jack Kirby and stuff that everybody kind of looked older back then. Yeah. yeah, It looks a lot more like that kind of style, Bruce Banner. So the actual animated Hulk and Bruce Banner was much more handsome and young looking in the 1982 cartoons. But anyway. (laughs) So Velma asks what he means. And he says that much like his great grandfather, the first Dr. Jekyll he fears he may be turning into the horrible Mr. Hyde, but this time as his ghost. And yeah, again, I understand how that would work, but he's the scientist, not me. So maybe yeah, he I knows. I do wonder now if we're supposed to be thinking that the Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde book is based on reality or is Scooby-Doo in the same universe as oh. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde? Like, how is that working? Well, yeah, in their universe, this is a real thing. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I guess, a... yeah, I guess if it's based on a real thing, then actually they're, they're both the same idea. Just there was actually a book. Maybe there wasn't a book in their universe, or maybe there was, but either way, 
Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde exist in their universe because right yeah hmm. okay so Daphne asks how and Dr. Jekyll relates that for the past three years he's been working on a new vitamin formula that you only have to take once in your life which again that's not how vitamins work either like your body metabolizes them so you could never just yeah. take one once it anyway. does kind of also have a little bit of throwback to the whole Dr. Bruce Banner thing yeah a little bit depending on your your origin story you want as opposed to whether he's trying to do like you know the super soldier formula or if he's doing like gamma radiation or whatever so yeah yeah but regardless last week he perfected the vitamin formula and so the only thing left to do was to test it so of course he chugged a beaker full of the stuff as but, you would yeah. yeah yeah i mean that's how science works you make something yeah. and then you drink it i'm pretty sure oh, if it's been perfected i don't know why he has to test it because if it's been perfected you would assume that he knows it's already yeah i guess you need the human trials to get it through yes. the fda yeah so then he became dizzy and the room began to spin and several hours later he was awakened by his housekeeper helga and we see him on the floor and helga kneeling beside him like slapping his face and rubbing his forehead to wake him up and he had fresh mud on his shoes like he'd been out in the marsh. The same thing happened tonight. And when he awoke, he found this in his pocket. And he holds up the jeweled necklace that we saw the ghost of Hyde steal. <gasps> Jekyll says there can be no doubt that he is the ghost of Hyde. And then Velma says if he was out in the swamp, then why is the mud on his shoes dry? And Jekyll agrees that that's strange. And Fred says there's something strange about this whole thing. But they're going to find out what it is because that's what they do. That's right. Then we see Shaggy and Scooby and they're walking around. And Shaggy says that Freddy said they had to search the place from top to bottom. So wouldn't you know it, they ended up being the ones having to search the attic. And Scooby whimpers. And Shaggy says the place looks like it's a storeroom for spiderwebs. Then Scooby pulls his paw across this large spiderweb and it vibrates and it plays like a harp. It's all... And then Shaggy's like... A spooky room full of haunted spiderwebs and creepy looking old chests. And then he opens up a chest and bats fly out of it. We get the bat noises we get in the opening sequence, actually. And then he and Scooby cower together as the bats fly away. And then Shaggy goes back to the chest and starts throwing out stuff. Like nothing but a bunch of old costumes, like all kinds of clothing flying out. Then this eight-man mask lands on <laughs> Scooby's head. Maybe it's from the movie. I don't know. And Scooby pulls it off, and then he smirks, and he giggles, and he puts it back on, and he heads over to Shaggy. Oh, no. Yep. Shaggy's still looking into that chest, and it's like, someone must have been in show business. And then Scooby, like, taps him on the shoulder, like, Raggy. And Shaggy turns around, and Scooby's all, Rawr! And Shaggy's like, ah! And he jumps into the chest and closes the lid. And then he peeks out, and Scooby removes the mask, and he laughs. And then Shaggy climbs out and tells him not to take it off. He looks better with it on. And Scooby's like, mm. <laughs> And then Shaggy grabs the mask and throws it in the trunk and closes it and is like, stop fooling around. Help me search. And then he tells Scooby to go search one side of the room and he'll search the other. The bats reminded me, one thing I want to talk about in the opening, to jump back to that real fast, because we get a new house, but it's the same bats. I actually watched it frame by frame, but the same bats, but they kind of did something kind of cool because obviously it's just like an animation plate, right? And it slides across with the bats, you know, doing their flappy thing. But it's positioned slightly different on the the screen. And so, like, like if a bat had its wings up at, like, the very edge of the screen in the original, then it's got its wings up, like, a quarter way through the screen in the new version. So it's like they use the same bats, but they kind of offset them a little bit. 
So even though they're the same bats, it looks slightly different. So it's kind of cool. I was impressed. Yeah. Again, you know me and the details. So <laughs> you're a detail guy. That's cool. So Scooby goes over and opens a wardrobe cabinet and he sees something and he slams the door and he runs over to Shaggy, who looks like he's looking in the same trunk still. So he hasn't progressed very far. Yeah, he and does say like there was nothing in that one. So it seems like he's in a different one, but they just use the same. It's the same, yeah. yeah. But I think it's supposed to be a different one. Yes. Um, but either way, Scooby knocks them both into the trunk. And Shaggy's like, what is with you? So Scooby pantomimes a scary face and monster movements and then points to the cabinet. And Shaggy's like, that horrible looking? And Scooby nods and whimpers. So they sneak over to the cabinet. And Shaggy opens the door and is like, aha. But then he laughs because inside the cabinet is a mirror. And Scooby was just looking at himself. He was just looking at his reflection. And Scooby's like, aw, and kind of like hangs his head. He's like bashful. Whoops, made a mistake. But Shaggy admits this place is creepy. He says all they're missing is a big, scary old shadow. And then, of course, as soon as he says it, a big, scary old shadow looms behind them. And Scooby sees it, and he leaps onto Shaggy. And Shaggy looks and is like, zoinks. And they run, but the door is locked. So Scooby runs to another door and opens it only to reveal a series of nested doors. And at the end, there's just this tiny little mouse sized door and he opens it and this mouse comes out and curses at him and then slams the tiny door. The mouse does not want to be part of their nonsense. Oh. And then the shadow looms over Scooby and he runs calling for Shaggy and Shaggy runs. He's like, I'm coming Scoob. And then they just, they just crash into each other and then the shadow looms over them in the middle of the floor and shaggy's like we're goners and scooby's got his hands over his head but then the shadow is revealed to be helga the maid and she's like you must be friends of the doctor no doubt helga is very dour and shaggy says oh we thought you were the ghost of hyde and then he and scooby laugh nervously and she says well you can see that i'm not and that you've made a mess of this attic just after i'd finished cleaning it Shaggy and Scooby look around and there's like spider webs like everywhere. And Scooby's like, cleaned it. And then Helga begins dusting and then like these huge clouds of dust give Shaggy and Scooby like sneezing fits. And they actually sneeze themselves completely out of the attic. And then Shaggy wonders what it looked like before she cleaned it. And then they keep sneezing. Yeah, the fact that he has a housekeeper is sort of baffling because every room we see is covered in cobwebs and (laughs) looks like no one's been there forever. So she's not very good at her job. No. And I guess we probably, she is a very large, I guess you would probably say like she's supposed to be like a Swedish woman, like very large, like t- very tall, thick, right? And so uh-huh. and also very dour, no yes. nonsense. So although she doesn't have a Swedish accent, she just has like a, I'm not taking any of your shit accent. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. So elsewhere, Daphne, Fred, and Velma are looking around. And Daphne's holding a vase, and she says she hopes Shaggy and Scooby are having better luck than they are. And Fred is digging through the ashes in the fireplace, and he says, wait a minute. And he holds up a clue that he found, and it's a partially burned newspaper advert. And there's a picture of a woman in a fancy bathing suit type costume and cape. And Velma reads over Fred's shoulder, Helga the Great. Famous acrobat and trapeze artist Helga will give a special performance of her human fly act on Friday. 
Yeah, Velma does need to get her prescription updated though, because the paper actually says Monday, not Friday. But whoops. Yeah. So Daphne's like a human fly act, and Fred says it's a daring acrobatic act done on tall buildings and high places. And Velma wonders why a famous circus star would be working as a maid in a creepy place like this. And Fred doesn't know. Yeah. So it kind of goes to what you were just saying. Like, not only, like, why is she there when the place is a mess, but also just why is she there in general? Right. Famous circus star. Yeah. So we have a commercial, and then we come back, and we're in a library, and Shaggy tells Scooby that maybe some of these books will give them a clue. And it probably will, because if we learn from Dean Winchester, this particular section of the bookcase does not blend into the background. <laughs> so Shaggy grabs one book and he reads the title, 101 Ghosts and Ghouls. And then there's some other books on the shelves, too. They include one called Snakes, Plastic Surgery, Ogres, Medicine, Lizards, Plato, Marquis de Sade, Biology, Murders in the Rue Morgue, Human Anatomy, Chemistry, one that just says Dracula Manual. I want Dracula Manual. How I need to get, get that Dracula? book. I have no idea. It's not, it's not like Dracula a manual. It's just Dracula Manual. No, it's just how to be a Dracula. <laughs> I need that book. <laughs> Vipers, history of makeup, origin of species, bats, and then one that just says dictionary. So we got a wide range of topics. A lot of them probably, you know, pertaining to this particular episode, in fact. And then Shaggy pulls the one they looked at before, the 101 Ghosts and Ghouls off the shelf. And when he pulls it off the shelf, the face of the Ghost of Hyde is just like sitting on the shelf. And then he's all, ah! and then so they're like, what? So they run and the bookcase opens and then Hyde chases after them. So, yeah. <laughs> so Shaggy and Scooby run into a room to hide and Hyde enters and looks around. And we see Shaggy and Scooby hiding behind a television cabinet that looks exactly like the one Nick watched Saturday morning cartoons on, which I know because that's his house. <laughs> I think we all look like that, honestly. But like my grandma had one where that little that little panel on the right hand side that was under all the dials, you actually pushed it and it like flipped up like on like Spider-Man and his amazing friends and it had like all the fine, like the hue and like the frequency and all that kind of like sliders to like fine tune the picture. It was kind of cool. It was like super sci-fi. It was kind of sweet. So nice. I'd always get in trouble because I'd always be playing with the sliders and then the TV would look like shit. And be like, why is it all messed up? We had it set. So yeah. <laughs> so Hyde laughs because he knows they're hiding in this TV cabinet because it's a big TV cabinet. I was a little too young. My TVs were big because I was still an 80s kid, but like they weren't like a big cabinet thing. I've seen. No, I mean, and they were, and they were like seriously, like you would like put like vases and stuff on top of them. They were basically like tables. They were right, because they were a giant. Yeah. But Hyde knows they're hiding in there, so he walks over to it and he looks behind, and there's no one behind it. <gasps> so he goes to the front and he turns on the TV, and a clown that sounds exactly like Shaggy says, "Hi, kids! Uncle Happy Time here once again with your favorite dog star." king of the wild blue yonder and then scooby pops up wearing this aviator helmet and goggles and he waves and he's like right riddies hi kitties wow that didn't even sound like scooby but yeah he's like hi kid that was the worst one i've done so far i'm not i'm not gonna get a job voicing scooby do anytime soon oh man okay frank welker's career is safe good job it's safe yeah i'm not i'm not gonna come for it because i clearly can't make it work 
But Hyde doesn't like that show, so he changes the channel. And then Shaggy pops up dressed like like General Custer or something, and he's like, "If you don't sign the treaty, running dog, we'll take back the trinkets and beads." And Scooby is dressed like a Native American, is all run uh, Indian River, so like Indian giver. And then Shaggy's like, "Then go!" And he points, and when he points, he basically hits Mister Hyde in the junk, and he's like, "Oops!" And then Hyde lifts up the TV cabinet, and then they run. So. Mm-hmm. Shaggy got a little too in character and realized he wasn't supposed to break the fourth wall. Yeah, whoops. Uh, yeah, whoops. So. <laughs> yeah. So Velma is looking down through this framed hole in the wall and says, it's a chute. It leads to the laundry room. And Daphne wonders what's down there. <laughs> Probably laundry, washer and dryer, laundry yeah. stuff. Anyway, Daphne obviously never goes into the servants chambers in her fancy mansion. No, I'm sure. <laughs> The clothes just magically reappear in my closet. Like there's elves or something. Yeah, that's 100% where she's at. So meanwhile, Fred wonders what's happened to Shaggy and Scoop. And then we hear Shaggy and Scooby shouting and we see them sliding down a stairwell banister at top speed. And Shaggy's like, look out below. And Fred's like, duck. And they smack into Velma. And then Shaggy, Scooby and Velma slide down the chute and end up in the laundry room. And Scooby looks like he's unconscious. He hit the ground pretty hard. And Velma's it's rubbing just her for head. eyes. He like looks out. Yeah. Yeah. And Velma's rubbing her head. And then a small door in the wall opens and a fold-out ironing board swings out and hits Shaggy in the head. So they're all getting their butts kicked a little. A little. And Velma asks Shaggy what they were running from. And he tells her the ghost of Hyde. What else? And Velma's like, You saw him? And Shaggy says, Dr. Jekyll must have changed again. And Velma's like, that's impossible. We just saw him reading in his study. Meanwhile, Scooby has apparently recovered, and now he's very interested in what's on the ironing board that hits Shaggy and gets their attention. And Shaggy says, it looks like someone was ironing a shirt with a pair of muddy shoes, because there's a pair of muddy shoes sitting on top of the ironing board with a shirt under it. And the shirt may or may not be part of Hyde's clothes, but it's definitely the same color. Yeah. And Velma says it looks more like someone was trying to hide a pair of money shoes. And then she grabs a feather duster that's next to the shoes. And is like, I wonder where this came from. And Shaggy's like, that's the one Helga was cleaning spider webs with. And Scooby confirms this. So that's a little suspicious. Yeah. Then Fred and Daphne appear in the doorway and ask Velma if they're okay. And Velma's like, yep. And we found a clue. And then she walks out and is like, and I think we'll find more in Helga's room. So <laughs> Melma's on a mission. Yep. In the hallway, the gang is about to enter Helga's room, but Shaggy's like, I think I'll stay outside and guard this bowl of fruit. <laughs> and Daphne's like, guard it. And Shaggy says, there's no place safer in the world than his stomach. And then he just starts chomping down on this fruit. So Scooby laughs, but then Fred is like, Scoob, come with us. So Scooby doesn't get any fruit. I mean, he did steal a banana, I think, because later he's eating a banana. But so they go into Helga's room, and so Shaggy and the fruit bowl are out in the hallway, and Shaggy's just wailing on this fruit and then Velma has not had any luck in Helga's dresser but under the mattress Fred and Daphne find a can of phosphorus paint phosphorus paint is very popular with Scooby-Doo villains by the way yeah and a bottle of knockout drops those are new so I haven't seen those before and then they're like well it looks like this mystery is pretty close to being solved and then Shaggy comes in and is like hey I found something really interesting in this fruit bowl but then the ghost I hide like grabs him pulls him back into the hallway and so they all run out in the hallway like shaggy oh my god but the hallway's empty 
And Fred says, we got to find him and find him fast. And then Scooby's all like, Raggy, Raggy. <laughs> Poor Scooby. I know. The commercial. So. so then we come back from commercial and we get another establishing shot of the spooky mansion, which yeah, we've, we've had gotten like two or three times. since. Yeah, we've gotten that one a lot. They really want us to know where they are. Then, of course, there's lightning. And inside the laboratory, Shaggy is strapped to a gurney, and the ghost of Hyde is pouring some chemicals and laughing. And Shaggy asks what he's going to do to him. And Hyde shows him a book, and he points to a picture of, like, a potion and a frog, like, on the book. Mm-hmm. And so Shaggy realizes that he's going to turn him into a frog. And so Shaggy calls out for help, and he's like, Scooby-Doo, where are you? And Scooby opens the door and is like, Raggy. And cue the music, because we're about to begin our very first musical montage. That's right. This episode song is Recipe for My Love and runs about one minute and 55 seconds. I actually was thinking about having Tori do the description of what happens during the chase. And I was going to sing the song in the background, but I decided not to torture you guys like that. So, yeah, <laughs> it is a very earwormy song, though, because it's like in my head constantly. So, yeah. <laughs> Fortunately, another song that we're doing for the Exiles episode we're recording right after this also got in my head and listened to that on a loop for like an hour. So it kind of got rid of this song. So I'm trying not to get this one stuck in my head. Anyway, so Scooby runs over to the gurney and then Hyde tries to get him, but Scooby evades him and then runs off with Shaggy on the gurney. But Hyde is blocking the door and Scooby can't stop in time. And so they plow into him. And so then the three of them ride the gurney down the hallway. So like Scooby standing on one end of the gurney, like at Shaggy's feet. And then Hyde is standing on the other end of the gurney at Shaggy's head. And then Shaggy, of course, is still strapped to the gurney. They go down a hallway and then they go down some stairs and they go down another hallway and they go right past Velma, Daphne and Fred, who like managed to like, whoa, up against the wall so they don't get hit by the gurney. And then as they pass, Scooby like waves at them. And then they go in and out of a series of doors, very similar to what you may have seen in the Supernatural episode. If you watched it or if you heard us talk about it, then very similar to what you heard in the Supernatural episode. And then at some point, Hyde ends up strapped to the gurney instead of Shaggy. And then the gurney goes into a closet and Shaggy and Scooby lock it. And then Scooby hangs a do not open until Xmas sign on it. And then they run, but then Hyde's fist like punches through the wall and opens it and chases them outside. And so Shaggy and Scooby escape on a raft and they're using poles like to go through the water, kind of like the zombie in the Witch, Witch is Witch. But then the raft turns out to be an alligator and turns around and tries to eat them. So then Shaggy jumps on the poles and uses them as stilts to run through the water with Scooby on his back. But the alligator is closing in. And Uh-oh. Shaggy's like, oh, man, I wish I had a Scooby snack. So then Scooby, like, pulls a Daphne and, like, whips out this box of Scooby snacks from behind his back, dumps the box into Shaggy's mouth. Then Shaggy's eyes are like, ching, ching, ching. And they're like, <laughs> charge. And then, like, he has, like, super speed. And the alligator is just left, like, with a mouthful of mud. And, like, this what the fuck look is on his face. It's like, whoa, just with his mouth wide open and full of mud. And then the song ends, and as it does, there's like this shaggy on stilt-shaped hole in the side of the house, and then mm-hmm. inside the house, Shaggy and Scooby and the busted stilts are all like lying in a pile on the floor in front of Daphne, Velma, and Fred. And that's recipe for your love. Yep, yep. I was kind of thinking that all the songs actually kind of referred to what's going on, like, you know, Hyde is making a recipe to turn Shaggy into a frog. I don't think that's true, but... Yeah, I don't think they do. It does yeah. seem like they're just very, not generic, but they're very like little pop. They're very, kind of thing. they're like AM radio, 1970 bubblegum pop kind of. Yes. Like, yeah. I got a dash of the sunshine. Yeah. So sorry. 
no, now it's probably stuck in my head again. Damn it. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So Fred asks why Hyde was after Shaggy. And Shaggy says maybe he was after these suction cups. And he pulls out four suction cups from his pocket and he says he found them in the fruit bowl. And Daphne says that seems silly. Why would he want a handful of suction cups? And Fred doesn't know, but he does know with all the clues they have so far, it's for sure that the ghost of Hyde is a 24 karat phony. <gasps> and Velma says they know who the 24 karat phony is. And Shaggy and Scooby are like, we do? And Fred says, now it's our turn to scare the Hyde off Hyde. And then more spooky house and lightning. And we see the ghost of Hyde is creeping through the halls. When suddenly we hear Shaggy and Scooby singing, for he's an ugly bad fellow that nobody can deny. So they're just singing a little song. Yeah. And Hyde chases them into a room. And Shaggy and Scooby hide behind a set of curtains. And Hyde goes over to pull back the curtains to reveal... The ghost of Hyde. And Hyde number one is like, huh? No. And then Hyde number two laughs and Hyde number one runs out of the room and he leans against the closed door like he's just seen a ghost. But then another ghost of Hyde appears across the room in the doorway laughing maniacally, although it's got a little bit of a feminine voice. And Hyde number one slams the door on Hyde number three. But then a diminutive ghost of Hyde appears and says, boo. And Hyde number one runs off saying ghosts and Hyde's number two, three, and four watch. Well, Minnie Hyde says it worked and Hyde number one continues to run and he's like ghosts and Minnie Hyde, who is now revealed to be Velma says he's running to the back door and Hyde number two, who's Fred says, and the trap door and Hyde number three pulls off its mask to reveal that he is actually Daphne. Whoa. A lot of Hyde costumes in this. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Just lying around. Yes. That's lucky. Yeah. So Hyde number one, the original ghost of Hyde that we saw previously, he is running out the back door. And then as he does, guess what? He falls through the trap door. And he lands on the mattress and the Shaggy and Scooby are there and they're waiting for him and they roll him up in it. And they're like, yeah. And they like shake hands across the mattress as the ghost of Hyde like grunts and struggles. And Scooby's like, Scooby-Doo. And the rest of the gang arrive, and they congratulate them. And Fred says, now it's time to unmask the ghost of Hyde. And Velma says, if their calculations are right, it should be Helga, the housemaid. And then Daphne pulls off the mask to reveal Dr. Jekyll. Because they're all like, what? I know, they're all really surprised that Mr. Hyde is Dr. Jekyll. None of them read the book. I mean, maybe the book doesn't exist in this world. You know? Yeah, so let's give him the benefit of the doubt and just assume. Yeah, although maybe. apparently they're supposed to know about, because he's like like the original, my great-grandfather. So Well, maybe in their world, he's a historical figure. So like you oh, learned about him in school. Gotcha. That was when the security guard is like nonplussed about like, oh my God, it's the ghost of Hyde stealing some jewels. So, yeah. So later in Jekyll's lab, the gang are standing with the sheriff and Dr. Jekyll is handcuffed to the sheriff. And then Helga's down there also. And it turns out that when all Dr. Jekyll's experiments failed, he decided to turn to a life of crime. But he didn't expect the gang to follow him through the marsh into his house. And then when he realized he might get caught, he decided to try and frame Helga. And then Helga's all like finger wagging him. He's like, shame on you, Dr. Jekyll. And then he told them the fake story about the formula. And then he planted a bunch of fake clues to implicate Helga. But the real clue is the suction cups that Shaggy found, which is why Hyde grabbed him. (laughs) 
And the sheriff doesn't understand why the suction cups were important. So Scooby demonstrates he needed the suction cups to climb the buildings to steal the jewels. Helga wouldn't have needed the suction cups because she was the real deal. And Helga smiles. She's she's obviously flattered by this. Yes. But then Scooby, who has been standing upside down on the ceiling, falls when his suction cups give out. But fortunately, he has one on his tail, so he shoots his tail up to the ceiling, and it catches him, so he just kind of hangs there. Yay. I know, he's fine. And Shaggy has to admit, that's a pretty good act. And Scooby folds his arms and says, Scooby-Doo! And then everyone laughs. Yay. Yay, they solved the mystery. Yep, and then it's the end credit sequence which is similar to the original series, the first season. It's the same as the opening sequence, so all the new footage and all that kind of stuff, just with some new credits because there's some changes. So some staff changes, obviously at least one voice change, right? And some other behind-the-scenes action changes too. So, Yep. Yeah, that's it. So season two, definitely some changes. The animation is slightly... That's hmm, what I'm looking for. It's slightly flatter, I think. Okay, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, it's not the same. Like if this was like if we were talking like audio, it would be like, you know, like like LPs or like you know vinyls are richer tone, man. So it's kind of like that. Like the animation just doesn't feel as maybe like warm as the other in season one. It's a little, it's a little flatter. One could maybe say a little cheaper, but. <laughs> you know let's not make judgment calls so yeah Yeah, i just (laughs) there i mean i guess maybe they were calling the ghost of hyde a ghost when they first saw him because the phosphorus paint made him glow which the animation doesn't really show so maybe that's why they thought that's the thing that's what's weird but i guess i mean it's standard because like we say like phosphorus paint is super popular with scooby-doo villains right so they apparently all glow or at least most of them. I mean, the witch apparently was phosphorus paint too. No one mentioned that she glowed, but yeah. So, but yeah, the whole ghost yeah. thing is like, it's just, you're a ghost because you're spooky. You're- well, and the next next episode does the same thing where it's like they're ghosts. Well, I think they're ghost zombies, but you know what I mean? Like, it's very yeah. like ghosts. And it's like, okay, but not everything's a ghost, guys. Watch Supernatural. There's a <laughs> lot of supernatural things out there. Or, you know, just investigate the paranormal. <laughs> Well, they maybe they forgot, you know. Although, I mean, you know, Sam and Dean did basically tell him, like, oh, no, all that stuff is fake. We were wrong. Too bad. Sorry. So, that's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they, almost, know. they know. I almost, I almost thought they were going to like pull out like some men in black shit at the end of that episode, just like, boom, like flash them or something. <laughs> like they had, or like, you know, I guess maybe like Cass could have had like some angel power or something and like wiped their yeah. minds. But nope. They just talked them into it. So, yeah. No, they talked them out of their existential crisis. So they could go <laughs> on their way and keep hunting quote-unquote ghosts every time now fred has to follow someone i just think of that like i could have been hunting dracula oh dear oh so good i don't know i've been watching supernatural and i forgot like some i get really tired of the ongoing arcs with like the mega villains or whatever i'm like i don't care anymore just kill them but like some of the episodes are so good. Like they're just so funny. It's so weird. Such a weird fucking show. Yeah. Because they have <laughs> one where they go into the universe of the show Supernatural, where like Supernatural is a TV show and they're mm-hmm. the actors, Jensen and Jared. And it's just so weird. It's like, what are you doing? 
<sighs> it's fine. It's but as we go. said, I think that's not the one where they actually mention in the Scooby Doo episode. No. They, mentioned they went into another TV episode as well. I th- yeah, so. and I can't remember if that's one that's in the earlier seasons or if it comes later, but I think I remember it because I think it's a medical well, it show. come later because he said that's already happened. So it has well, to be no, it would come, la- come later from where I am because oh, I'm on gotcha. season okay. seven. But I, I, I think it's a medical show that they go into because there's a show in their universe that's like Dr. Sexy that's kind of making fun of Grey's Anatomy. Uh, and I think that's the show they get sucked into. And I can't okay. remember if that's already happened where I'm at or if that comes later. But I've seen GIFs of it on Tumblr, so I know that's kind of what happens. Because okay. they, they don't have to act their way out <laughs> of the one where they're in their own universe or our universe. Also, okay. in our universe, the actor who plays... Castiel is now canonically dead because he gets murdered. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> it's a weird episode. The whole, that show's weird. It's weird. Maybe that's why. Oh, well, I don't. I don't think that's how angels work either. Well, I mean, I guess no. maybe. Um, no, like you get your wings right. You know, like yeah. Well, Cass is currently dead in season seven too, and he'll come back. So it's uh, oh, okay. Well, yeah, he always comes back. He's in season thirteen. <laughs> yeah, so. That's the only reason I'm still watching. To be honest, I'm like, oh, you killed Cass, but I know he's returning, so I'm okay. Yeah, I mean, I guess when you, I guess okay. it just depends on your belief system. Because, like, when you die, you could either become a ghost or you could go to heaven. Then, like, some of them, like, you got to earn your wings to become, like, an angel, I guess. I don't know. Well, in their universe, the angels were created by God and are a separate species. Right, which is basically how it works are, in the Bible. Yeah, it's but biblical, have, yeah. You have all this, you know, all the media stuff where it's like, oh, you got to earn your wings and that you're in heaven. And it's like, what? what, what? I'm in heaven. What? I, didn't I earn it by being good in my life? God, it's like, just, it's not keep moving the goalposts god <laughs> so yeah but i don't know yeah anyway i don't know why we're talking about supernatural i've just been watching it so i guess it's on my or religion brain. so yeah, yeah. <laughs> well Cass is god so that's all that matters oh for really? very temporarily he's not very good at it no offense he was Cass. really good in that man oh, <laughs> he's god he's good I misha collins get, is freaking i still get great. the little lump in my throat when i just think about that superman homage scene i was just like oh just, yeah no it's so good it's so some good things just hit me sometimes like that i cannot explain it but yeah but yeah i have some quibbles with scooby-doo season two i have a lot of quibbles with the next episode so we will talk about that next time okay yeah wow. unless you have more to say about this episode i don't think i really i do. think i've said all that i'm gonna say yeah i remembered i remembered the daphne voice change I remembered the bats that I forgot to put in my notes. Although I think I put new house, same bats, but then I totally. Yeah. You didn't elaborate. Yeah. 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 Some of the end credits, apparently the music is like La La Productions. That's like the name they're using to do all the music for the chase Hmm. scenes and also for the opening theme. But yeah, for the most part, everything else is the same. Well, not exactly, but yeah. So yeah, I think that's it. I think I got nothing else. All right, cool. Not Not a bad episode. Just, no, I mean, and some of the season one episodes we talked about were kind of like these kind of seem. I even think at one point you even mentioned like one, I think like like Eight Man One. I think it was one other one too, where it's kind of like it felt more like a later seventies kind of version of Scooby Doo, where animation's a little flatter, maybe the script isn't hitting as well, that kind of thing. Yeah, so. well, and this one was funny because it does do the whole like you're supposed to think it's Helga and not Doctor Jekyll. But then it turns out to be Dr. Jekyll. But Hug is still super sus to me because, like, that house is messy. She's not doing a great job. <laughs> what is she doing? Housekeeper. Maybe, but like, why she is she? Got, there you know, then? she aged out of doing acrobat stuff and was like, crap, what am I supposed to do now? You know? Yeah. No, I mean, that's fair. No human fly 
health insurance or something. I know it's true. I mean, the circus yeah. probably doesn't have great health benefits. Yeah. So, so what are you gonna do? <laughs> she was kind of she was she was kind of smoking in that little photo in the advert, though. She was all. Yeah, I mean, she's fine. It's just so yeah. Maybe needs to learn how to pull out a dustbuster or something. But that's you know. I mean, I don't know. They had dustbusters in the seventies, so. <laughs> Didn't they? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know I was I was born in the 70, like the 70. It was in 70. So yeah, I don't remember. I wasn't put to work doing that. Yeah. At age. Oh, I had to so. vacuum. <laughs> I had to vacuum when I was like eight or nine. What the heck? Well, I know, but that would for me that would be 78. So oh yeah. That's later. It's true. It's true. That was scrappy do times, the dark times. <laughs> is scrappy do that old i thought scrappy do was kind of a relatively new 80s thing no, i didn't realize he... uh, and i think it's i think scrappy maybe shows up like in 76 they switch networks and then so they decide to like hey let's make it you know it's like when this show has been around for a while and they got to bring in like the you got to adopt a kid or a nephew moves into the house that kind of crap mm-hmm. i think scrappy is that kind of thing like let's bring in a kid so yes gotcha kind of universally reviled i believe as far as i remember <laughs> also when scrappy shows up they kind of like fred velma and daphne kind of disappear it's just like shaggy scooby and scrappy yeah i remember that and then they eventually bring daphne back so it's just shaggy daphne scooby and scrappy and then they finally realize what's going on and they bring fred and velma back like towards the end of whatever season series that one is weird but, that's weird yeah it's very convoluted and then like some of the stuff it's like the scooby-doo movies you buy the dvd you can get all 23 episodes but there's really 24 episodes they couldn't get the rights to the adams family and then it chop open the credits because the credits have the adams family in it and the stupid charles adams like leechy relatives won't like give them the rights to do it so they had to, they can't do that episode but they also aren't allowed to show them the opening credits so all the credits are jacked up because they had to cut them all out oh, that's so, so annoying yeah right stuff can be really like there's I don't well, know. Honestly, sometimes, too, it's like, it's like yeah. one, like the people who are doing that right stuff now had nothing to do with the creation of that kind of stuff. Right. And then exactly. also you had the rights at the time. And so my, it's, it's the same with like music and TV shows and you have to yes. change the music. It's like, mm-hmm. no, I'm sorry. You gave the rights at some point. Yes. You know what company don't be greedy. Give them some money off the residuals for you selling a DVD of it. But like the rights should just be the rights. Like, yes. Okay. DVDs didn't exist. We didn't know. But it's like, come on, dude, you gave the rights before. I know it's so frustrating I know it's awful and I know it has to do with how contracts are written and you know I want artists to get paid obviously my dad was a musician that's a big thing for me like I think that's important but at the same time it's like contracts should sort of have like a it should just be like, okay, you had the rights. Now we have to pay you for the streaming rights or well, whatever. That's the we thing, too. It's like, that's like, that now <laughs> has become an, a part of another creative work. Like you gave the rights to be part of this thing. Right. And so like you shouldn't be able to like just rip that out and screw up everyone else's work. But at the same time, yes, you should be compensated for that. Yes, absolutely. And so it's like like both sides, like, hey, don't be just ripping your shit out. Well, and I don't even know if it's them. It's just the record company or even just they don't have the contractual rights. So it might not even be the musical artist saying, hey, you can't use that. It's probably the the lawyers at the company going, we don't have the rights for this, so we can't use it, even though maybe the artist doesn't care. It's just a crappy system. It's just lawyers fighting over money. And And then also, yeah, it's all money. It's like, hey. Yes, you should be compensated, but then also like, yeah, so other company pay them like just uh, anyway. Yeah. 
anyway we've gotten off on some tangents today i don't even know how that happened (laughs) but yay yay (laughs) join us next time for an episode this story has got some issues oh man it's got some racism and some fun (laughs) just it's real fun so i mean it takes place in san francisco which is cool but otherwise mm. Chinatown. China got some down. got some issues. So we will talk about that next time. Thank you so much for supporting us. You are awesome. Yeah, we will never change the music on this. <laughs> Even if the places decide to not do creative commons anymore, I'll be like, you know what? Fuck you. Keep it. <laughs> sue me. So there. Don't sue me though. Just sue Nick because I can't afford it. <laughs> I mean, I made this. So that's right. Tori's just a hired help. She's just canceling. There we go. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. I Want to Rewatch is hosted by Tori and Nick and recorded at Black Cat Studios. Episode production design and editing is by Lazy and Productions. And in case you didn't realize, that is me. Our music is Dark Science by David Hillowitz and The Truth of What We Make of It by The Agrarians, both Creative Commons licensed soundtracks. There you go. Our premium feed is where you can find all of our X-Files. Oh, my God. Just laugh like a Scooby villain to make my lips work. Our premium feed is where you can find all of our X-Files adjacent bonus episodes covering television and films that are, you guessed it, X-Files adjacent. If you like these bonus episodes, tell a friend about our Patreon page. We'd love to have them join us. Speaking of which, be sure to join us next time as we re-watch Scooby-Doo Where Are You? Season 2, Episode 2. Double your money, double your fun. Mystery Mask Mix-Up. Woo, man, say that. And try to figure out if If the the truth truth is is still out there. there. One and done. All of that is staying in. (laughs) Boom.
sound like I'm excited, and yet you do. I'm gonna talk shit about season two. Anyway. Yeah, I know. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the first two, and I'm like, God damn it! What are you guys doing? Knock it off. Where's my Scooby Doo? I uh, haven't anyway. rewatched the second one yet, but and that one I don't remember that well. But I know there's gonna be eh, stuff in it. Yeah, so, eh, yeah. Eh, I think eh. it's probably mediocre. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. It's like meh. 